You're listening to Tech Talk Central. We are in Barcelona for Mobile Web Congress, and we are at the HP booth here. We will be talking with David Chalmers, the Chief Technologist of HP's Enterprise Group, and I'm Saki Stoyandafilakis for Tech Talks Central. So, David, please tell us more about what HP is working on these days. Yes, good morning, Sakis. Uh, HP is involved in a whole wide range of different technologies. Uh, as you'll see on the booth this week, we're announcing technologies for the Internet of Things, uh, new technologies around uh, devices or new laptops, as well as, of course, the new announcements coming out this morning around NFV and the work we've been doing with the telcos, uh, particularly Telefonica with the project uh, Unica that we're announcing this morning, uh, where they're actually going live with HP-based NFV technology to take their networks to the brand new levels. Um, so I think when you put all the pieces together, HP is continuing to be one of the leaders in the marketplace and taking new technologies to market. Well, um, since there, there are many data generated these days from all kinds of sensors and you've got streaming uh, data all over the place, uh, how HP uh, is doing in the sector? Yeah. You raise a good point um, because you're right, the world is changing very fast uh, and we're seeing new data sources come from almost everywhere. Uh, in fact, probably by you know, 2020, almost everything you own or wear or use will have sensor technology in it somewhere. That's why we're introducing the, the new Internet of Things platform uh, here this week uh, with the first application which is around energy management because it's an increasingly important topic for all of us. Uh, energy costs are only typically going in one direction. Um, so managing that better is, a, is, I think, a crucial first step in how you pull all the things together. But it's also changing the way we think about some of our more core technologies. How do we build server technology, for example? So we've been, re over the last six months, updating and refreshing all of our core server technologies, from our standard x86 servers as they move to our Generation 9-based platforms, through our high-end and availability servers, the Superdomes, uh, and even our non-stop technology has also been refreshed for those very high availability applications in banking communications. But big data is the, the, the phrase that we all use these days. And it just reflects, I think, the reality that there is so much more digital content being created. That's changing the way not only about how we design servers, it's radically changing the way we design storage as we move to a much more flexible software-defined storage marketplace. And certainly this year, the big story in that market is all about flash. Uh, we've finally got to the point, having, as an industry, talked about the move away from spinning media to solid state for what seems like a long time. This year, it's coming real. This year, we're actually seeing flash overtaking the sales of, sort of spinning media, and HP leads the market with its new generation flash drives. So flash is now at a point where it's cheaper than spinning media. And that was something people weren't really expecting, but that's now the case. Faster, more reliable, and with HP's performance guarantees, taking away the worry that some people used to have about the longevity of that technology compared to older styles. So addressing it there, as well as huge investments in the networking business. So obviously we're here at Mobile World Congress, networking's at the core, but networking not just in the major data centers, but particularly campus and wireless. Uh, you saw our announcement yesterday, I'm sure, where we've agreed to acquire Aruba Networks. Um, so that, combined with our existing technology, makes us a major player in the wireless marketplaces. And perhaps most crucially, management technologies, 
particularly our, our product called OneView, which is pooling together in a single management pane of glass, servers, storage, networking, wireless, uh, as well as some of our NV technologies into one place so that people can manage it much more easily, much more simply, in a much more cost-effective way. That's what our customers are demanding from us. Whoa, that was a, a lot <laughs> in just one sentence. So um, uh, we see that HP is using a lot of technologies and enterprise um, are benefited from that. But I, I want to ask you, how uh, people's lives uh, change uh, based on that technology. So uh, how the society actually evolves through the technology. Yeah, it's a good question. So part of my role as the chief technologist is looking at future impacts of technology and what we're doing. And I, I collect personally examples of how digitization is affecting people's lives. And it ranges from almost everything. So I, I see examples today. You could walk down the street here in Barcelona and buy a light bulb, which, and I can't think of anything probably much more boring than a light bulb, but a light bulb that has built into it the wireless technology that's cheap enough that we can give it away in a light bulb that allows you complete control over every light in your house from anywhere in the world from your smartphone, 16 million colors, turn it on and off, timer built in, it's a light bulb. Right? If we can do that for that level of technology, never mind as you walk around the show floor here, You'll see generations of new smart car technology with embedded processing power. You'll see toothbrushes with technology in there. You know, you've, you've walked in today with at least three or four different electronic devices. I'm carrying only one at the moment, but I have three more in my hotel room. Um, we all carry dramatically more devices. And if you think about how that's impacting not just individuals, but how do you build infrastructure to cope with that? You know, historically, if we look back a year or two, 2010, there were about 6 billion people on the, on the world. There were less than 3 billion devices. By 2020, there'll be about 7 billion people and 100 billion devices. How do you build infrastructure to cope with that? How do you get networking that can move it around, storage that can, that can handle it, servers that can process it? Huge impacts. And I think it's actually quite difficult to see the scale of some of the digital impact that we are now looking for in the marketplace because it's going to be genuinely everywhere. It's not going to be just in business or just for the wealthy or it will genuinely be everywhere. Great statistic I saw uh, recently which was talking about India as an example of a marketplace. Less than a third of the entire population of that great country have access to inside sanitation. 60% of them have access to a mobile phone. They may not own it, but they have access to one. How does that change the way you live if you have that level of communication? That's going to impact our whole society over the next decades. NHP is very much at the leading edge of helping people work out what does that mean at the consumer level through all of our devices work and, and through our uh, PPS group, but also the infrastructure piece about how do you build something that's able to cope with that amount of data, that amount of transmission, that amount of new uses for technology. Well, that was really interesting, uh, I have to confess. Um, but you mentioned about bringing your own device, basically. So everyone has his own device. Uh, either it's a mobile phone, a smartphone, a tablet, a laptop, or any kind of, uh, basically, sensor transmitter. Um, isn't privacy a big issue in that? No, it's a good point. Um, privacy is... 
And we've seen this change hugely with the, the, the Snowden scandals of the last couple of years, the, all the alleged uh, security forces uh, looking at, at private data. Um, and what we're seeing, I think, very much is that privacy is now a responsibility of the individual. It's not something we can assume that will be done for us. We as individuals have to take ownership for that. Um, so you are aware of where your data is. And it's changed a lot the way uh, in the last year or two. How Are you really aware where your data is? Well, it's certainly, if you look at it as an individual, you have to think quite hard. Um, because if you subscribe to, I don't know, an Apple or an Android phone, do you know where that your data is? Probably not. Um, and that's quite hard, to, I think, to control. But at, at an enterprise level, we're seeing huge shifts in the last 18 months where companies, countries, Germany and Europe leads, Brazil is, is very big in this market, that are saying any data held about their citizens has to stay in the country. You can't move it outside the country boundaries anymore. Now, that's probably a bit of a backlash against some of the, the, the alleged scandals that we saw. But it certainly will settle down to a much more regional specific data your, your data has to be where you are that sort of rules we can see coming and we see many more organizations being far more sensitive about where they hold consumer data where your individuals are so they can not only do the right thing but prove they're doing the right thing which is a slightly different concept um, but that's changing the way enterprises design data centers it's changing where people d decide to build them uh, it's deciding, changing the way people hold data, radically changed the attitude to open source software. Uh, two years ago, open source software was regarded by most big companies, probably apart from Linux, which was, was in the data center, as hmm, interesting, but if I can put it you know, slightly at the hippie end of the spectrum. Today, it's regarded as far safer because they can genuinely see inside it. So that's changing the way people think about open source. Um, so we're seeing a lot of change in that marketplace. Um, uh, one last question, uh, just to, to close the interview. Um, I would like to ask you, uh, what uh, do you think uh, the, the, the world will change? Meaning that uh, what are the, uh, the new technologies going to be, the new trends in your industry? Well, in your industry, I think it, it is quite difficult because it's bec the industry boundaries are becoming so blurred now and it affects everything. Um, but I think we'll, we will see in the rest of our lifetime huge changes. So I'm expecting my first grandchild to be born in the next couple of weeks. And I doubt if that child will ever learn to drive. Uh, in 20 years' time, I expect driverless cars to be the norm. And in fact, old people like me will probably be stopped from driving because we're not safe compared to a driverless car. That starts to change all sorts of things. Why would you ever buy one if you if you can't actually drive it? Um, that will change our society. Um, we'll see far more control, I believe, or over where our data is because we'll be more aware of it. The Facebook generation, which up till now I think have given away their private data, probably won't in the future. They'll think harder about it. Um, uh, I think we'll see all sorts of changes. By certainly 2020, Everything you buy or own will have a sensor in it. The clothes that you wear, everything will have a sensor in it because they will be cheap and ubiquitous. And that opens up all sorts of possibilities uh, in terms of being able to gather data and be actually able to offer dramatically better services to you so long as we can actually get the privacy relationship right. The technology, I think, is the exciting part. The impact of technology is the challenging one that, as a society, we need to look at more widely. 
So you think that personalization is really coming in the next years? Very much so, definitely. Um, and the ability for enterprises to personalize their services to us as individuals, not as relatively uniform blocks of customers, you'll see more and more and more of that. We've seen some of the early stuff in terms of, you think, the junk mail you got that was trying to personalize something and mostly just irritated us all. But actually, if you think about taking that forward a generation or two or three or four, that will happen very quickly, you'll start to get very much more personalized services that I think once we get used to that will be dramatically more effective for all of us as, as citizens. So basically, customer experience will be customized to each one of us. Yeah, and right down to location-based services. So you, you know, I don't know if you've, you've seen some of the you know, Minority Report films where Tom Cruise walks into the shop and the, the model talks to him. That sort of technology is there. You know, that sort of experience will happen to us. The ability to walk in and say, we know exactly who you are, Sakis, and we think this is going to be good for you. Um, have you thought about this? I had a personal experience of that last year. Uh, I travel a lot, and when I go through my local airport, I started to get SMS messages saying, Hi, David, welcome back to Gatwick Airport. The bargains today are in this shop over here. And initially, it really irritated me. I'm invading my privacy. Three or four months later, they stopped coming because it was an experiment they were running. So I went to the shop and looked anyway. It started to change the way I behaved, even as a relatively elderly member of the community, moving into that different space. When you take that forward to a more polished, more effective technology, that sort of customization will change all of us. So basically, it's a trade-off. Uh, your privacy to be having customized recommendations and everything ready for you. Well, no, I don't think, I think trade-off implies there's a downside. I think you have to be more aware of it, uh, and, and I think organizations like HP are very much leading the way in helping guide enterprises about how you do this in a way that is acceptable, because consumers in the street today are far more informed. They're far more aware of the fact that data about them is held by all of the companies they do business with, whether that's transactional, I bought something. Um, I regularly get asked when I buy something these days, can I have your email address so we can email you the receipt rather than printing paper? Now, that seems kind of good because it's environmentally sensible, but they now have my email address so they can contact me. So I have the choice about whether I allow them to do that or not. So informed choice will be one of the, the crucial things in the next decade about how we use these great technologies that are coming uh, to actually benefit people. So, uh, David, I would like to thank you very, very much for this enlightening interview. Uh, we talked about a lot of interesting stuff like uh, personalization, Internet of Things, big data, privacy. And uh, I think this, was, this will be the end of the interview. Thank you very much. Appreciate talking to you. Welcome to Mobile Commerce. This is Akis Trendafilakis for Tech Talk Central. Thank you very much. You're listening to Tech Talk Central.